Welcome to You Wear It Well. Hi, I'm your host, Jeff Heiserman, physical therapist and founder and CEO of Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services. We're at the intersection of fashion and technology, otherwise known as wearables. We look at the people, products, and research that make up this exciting world of wearables. Are you a fashion designer, electrical engineer, or someone with the dream of designing a wearable? Apply for membership to my LinkedIn group page, Biotech Fashion, and join in the discussion. Are you a startup? Wearable company? Don't know where quite to go from here? Well, you have the questions, and Spectrum Ergonomics has the answers. Go to our company website at www.spectrumergonomics.com and click on the link wearables. There you'll find a wide variety of services and other contractors that we work with to help make your product become a reality. We're here to help you through the process of iteration to packaging and beyond. I was thinking as you were describing about cable placements and maybe running a tube, have you encountered some problems from thinking, okay, we're, we have to put the cable here if we're going to run it along the leg for the leg to move. But have you run into challenges in putting it in that spot and then find out, oh, it's hard to get the pants on with it there. How are we going to, but we have to put it there. So how do we make it so that the people can get the pants on relatively easy, but yet not disturb the cable that's running in a particular direction? So how do you overcome a challenge like that? So in this last project, the big challenge was the knee area. The knee is bending as you walk. So this was a big challenge because we had the cable going through that. So the solution we had was to have, in the end, as I said, the connectors, because you can place the, the cables in tubes or channels, but then you have the mobility. The mobility can pull out the cable. So we found uh, like you have some clips on the, in the end of the, the connectors that clip on the device, like the, the small brain. That was one of the the solution we had, and having the having the pockets built in different type of fabric, a bit more rigid, that could keep in place the device that was helping us to to achieve the putting and put out. Even so, the first prototype was more that you needed to take out the whole device, even the cables and the wires, uh, to wash the trousers. So the second step would be printing in, but we still had the devices popping in and popping out. 
of the trousers. So we're taking out just the device, not the wires. I want to touch a little bit on the, the battery that you had talked about. Most of the battery is about eight to nine hours. So where do you come in your mind to say, okay, the person is going to have to recharge this. So do we want to design it for a recharging system to actually connect into the fabric where that battery is held into the pocket? Or do we want to design so that we can take that battery out easily and then put it into recharger? So what are some of the fashion considerations that you would have to do in taking a look at either of those scenarios, charging the battery in the garment or taking the battery out of the garment and then recharging it? Thinking most of the devices cannot be washable. I would go for taking out. And else can be a bit dangerous in sense of you have electricity and the fabric close, like 100% cotton or I don't know, if you have some smart fabrics that can have some different metals inside that can get fire quite easily. So I would always go for taking out the battery because I can be wrong, but I believe... We don't have in the market right now some battery that can be washable. Of course, you can throw your iPhone in the water and still be alive, but you cannot wash in the washing machine. So I would go always for these pocket that the person, the users can take out the battery. So the battery, even if the device can be kept in the trousers or in the garment, Okay, but the battery, I would always pop out. Okay, very good point. I want to find out your opinion on how much, and you can be very honest about this, and I hope you are. How much fun was it in, and we'll talk about projects like the Tonus Project that you've worked on, in working with the, the elderly population, the senior citizen population, that, that you want to get more active. You, know, you don't want them just to sit around. They, they want to get up and get moving, but they need the help of, of the garment. So how much of the this population do you find is highly motivated to exercise and would very nice styling, a very stylish looking pair of pants, motivate them more and so how stylish do you get your designs with an elderly population that is getting out and exercising perhaps not going out and walking around a track because it might be a little embarrassed because they're having trouble walking but maybe to walk around a mall or they can walk around in their neighborhood where there's not so many people watching them so how much of a challenge is it and how much fun do you have in designing clothing that looks somewhat sporty but something that's not too sporty that an 80-year-old or 85-year-old will not want to wear because they don't want to look like they're training for the Olympics. You know what I mean? How they have a they have little different design ideas and what they want to wear. So how do you fit that in with your background in design? How do you fit that in for that population as far as a design that will keep them motivated and at the same time be very functional too? So um, let's start from from my personal perspective. For me, it was uh, a game change in my life because I could see fashion getting more um, real life, so really supporting people or helping people. For me, it was the most important goal was that that I could have my my career going to um, 
uh, a side that I could help people, not being just a beauty. So to work with elderly people, we have many challenges because uh, some of them, most of them had passed through most um, many difficulties through. So if you think about Europe, who has eight years old or 90 years old, we had uh, some, uh, you know, Second War, we have uh, many uh, difficulties, difficulties that they had passed through. So you need to be very, very careful as you talk with them. But most of them are very open to it and interested in like my grandma, she said, I, I never thought I would see something like that. She's 98. So she said, I never thought I would see. Like when I was young, like wear a mini skirt was, uh, I don't know, <laughs> very different or whatever. And now I see all those electronics helping me to have uh, this mobility that is a bit uh, um, straight in the, in the moment. So... The second step is uh, how you approach them and how you show the the end of results. You cannot just come to them and say, look, we're going to wear this pair of trousers now for either this or that. No, you need to to encourage them uh, that would be better for their, their lives and explain Every single step, you need to be very, very, very clean. You cannot just make up anything. They don't. Want, you cannot hide anything. You just say, "Look, this cable go through this device and collect the data." Because if you falls, uh, they have detector that can find you easily or can call directly someone else. So as much as the designer can be clear or the engineer to the the, the people who are going to wear, this uh, makes the, the work much easier. And I would say uh, it's a bit difficult because, as you said, like it's tight trousers they don't want to wear. So if you can cover and it need to be tight because you need to collect the data from a specific part of your body. So... You can cover it, I don't know, maybe oh, I've got a second layer of trousers that is a bit thin and uh, uh, more flat uh, on the legs. So, because most of them do not wear sport clothes, if you agree. <laughs> so, uh, then the, design need, the designer need to go through their world, what they wear. As they wear, some of the ladies do not wear a pair of trousers anymore. They just, because it's not easy to put in and put out. Most They have this skin very sensitive and very thin. So this is one category of elderly people that is very, very, very sensitive. So we talk, at Tonus, we talk a bit younger. So people who practice some sports in their normal routine, so they daily they daily routine is at least to go for a walk on the streets or close by the house. So then is another specific group. But even though we can have people do do not want to show off the pair of fancy trousers. So then we go for neutral colors. As I said, we try to hide as much as I can the device. Yeah, I, I would go 
for this and that, or even though has the possibility to have other pair of trousers on top of. That's a very interesting idea because it would be like they could wear their regular clothes over it and the, there is no issue of having to, how do I design this? What kind of fabric, what kind of, not so much fabric, but what kind of designs do I put on? What kind of material do I use? You know, do we have stripes? Do we have checkers? You know, all those things, you, you can just put that by the side. Do you think that that's something that if we have listeners out there who are designers and kind of scratching their head on what to do, do you feel that at least for the, the older population, that might be a better bet? is to make the actual wearables thin. And like you said, it has to be tight fitting, but make it so that it's easier to put their regular clothes on over it, almost like they had an undergarment, but it was the full length trousers. So do you think that's probably the, a better way to go, giving the person more freedom of how they want to dress versus the wearable defines them? Yeah, most of the companies, they want to have this as a first garment, like first layer. They want to have the garment on the market and people wearing on the streets and being showing. But once you have, if, if you have a garment that has some functionality, as we said in the beginning, for a person who had a stroke, that just zippers or easy to wear, this can be a first layer. But once you have the devices and you have the challenge of hiding the device, I would go for first layer and then have a second layer. I worked for a company that we had uh, built very specific uh, de device for elderly people who lives in home care. That was an amazing project. That was the big challenge was to place a device that was in the chest. So on chest area to collect a specific data. So needed to be close to the skin, touching the skin. So we built uh, a specific type of garment that was easy to wear, was a bit, uh, when you look like, I wouldn't say you put out uh, like on top of your shirt, but inside of your shirt was working well and was comfortable enough to keep the whole day or as much was necessary or as, as much was they awake. So I would go for first layer first until the person, the people start to understand the functionality and the, the advantage they have wearing this pair of trousers. Of course, me as 35, 36 years old, wearing a pair of fancy trousers with device or whatever, wouldn't bore me that much. But an elderly people, the elderly person, I think could be a bit... Uh, tricky to achieve as uh, what we want because most of the designers they think about us as how to be fancy how to be because you need to put also some um, value into the garment so i would go first of all for nice fabrics comfortable fabrics first layer and then afterwards you can build because Fashion garment is not the same as tech garment. Fashion is more we see on the shows. So the designer who goes for this field needs to be very clear of his goals. Otherwise, you, you get a bit lost in the process. So I worked for a startup. They wanted like very fancy pair of trousers 
And it's a look, this don't gonna work for your niche. So, or you change the niche or you change the style because it doesn't match in my opinion. So I see some of the designers not being clear what they want to achieve. For me, as a designer, my first goal is to have the data collected and the users being happy and comfortable what they are wearing. So this is the functionality of fashion. Fashion for fashion, we have a lot in the market that's, that doesn't work even the normal fashion. It's not uh, being nice to wear, not comfortable to wear. So it's a, it's a game change for the designer perspective. Who goes for this field must have in mind what they want to achieve in their career and also for the company they are working with. I think it's more or less like this. <laughs> well, the very good insights. And that, that's what I wanted to find out from you is just your feelings about working with the population that, that you're currently working with with several different companies as far as designing for an older population versus a younger, more athletic population. And I, I like the idea of you as it of a first garment, you know, that you put next to the skin and then you can wear your other clothes over it. I think that's an excellent idea. Spectrum Ergonomics and Occupational Health Services provides a broad array of design and engineering professionals for your wearable project. We feature the following design specialties. Pattern making, digital textile, athletic wear, sensor, fashion, exoskeleton, robotics, and mechatronics. We also offer beta testing of your wearable in our private clinic. You choose the demographics and sample size, send us the sample, and we take care of the rest. For more information, go to www.spectrumergonomics.com for more information. Hey, if you're a startup wearable company and you'd like to be able to get your information on this podcast, please contact me at my company website, www.spectrumergonomics.com. I'd love to be able to feature a little bit about what you're doing to let the world know about your wearable. Well, thanks for joining me at the intersection of fashion and technology, and may you wear it well.